Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope you guys are well. Someone seems well over there. <laughs> Come on, Turkis. Good morning. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't care. The comments can kill him. Do whatever they like this week. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, guys, just do it to him because he's been in, like an irritating rash these last couple of days. Also, like, we, we lost ground on City. Yeah, and he's all at me. It's been a bad week. Can I say, first of all, I had the best intro planned. Just to the, 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 the viewers here. I had the best intro planned. But the bosses at AFTV said to me, I couldn't play any music because that would then, they're hating basically, that would interfere with the video, being on YouTube. But I had the best intro plan. So I'm going to apologise in advance. All those that watch this show that hate me before today, you're going to hate me 10 times more today because I'm telling you, the champ is back! The champ is back. And Lee, I want an apology from you on the last podcast. I said, well, you laughed at me. You, in fact, Turkish, where's the table? Where's the table? Where's the table? Let's go early. Where's the table? Come on, Turkish. Get it up. There we go. I'm catching you up. I'm coming. I'm coming. Join third. One point behind you, Lee. Or two points behind you. Can't count. Three points behind the leaders. I'm coming. And you said... That I was bottom for a reason. And what happened? What happened? You Where are it. you now? I've you cursed Where it. are you now? I'm joint, th- I'm joint third. I'm joint, joint third. third. Right, let's have a look. Get me old goggles on it. Oh, you're still bottom. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Everybody's right. You're a bloody closet Spurs fan. You are definitely a Spurs fan. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> I'm going to eat my banana here. Turkey. You, you, oh, sorry. You, you, <laughs> You're still going last, right, at the end of it, like, you know what I mean? Well, and am I? Am out. I? Am I? I'm joined third now, so it's a debate. It's a discussion. Wait, the second letter in, in your name begins with an O, so... <laughs> <laughs> Technically. <laughs> and that's something you can't blame us for, you can't blame Arsenal for, you can't blame anyone else. Fair play, but... fair play. <laughs> Ah, right, now that's out the way. Jordan gets his first correct score on a bloody week that we drop points. Since um, we've been doing the show, can we just say that? His first one right since he's been doing the show, right? He has been a regular now on this show for nearly two years. Just so just get that right. And there he is, gloating, celebrating, Lee. wanting wanting records, wanting um wanting love, uh putting in the WhatsApp group when we're still playing that he's got the result right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, disgrace. Disgrace. I just don't know. Disgrace. Lee, when that penalty was going to, was muted in the last minute, my heart sank. (laughs) 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 He went home singing VAR. Come on, this is wrong. This is wrong. It's wrong on all levels. No, it is that's wrong. Point. Where's Sheroy? This deducts a point. <laughs> I've got a question. I do have a question for Jordan, in all seriousness. Is Edison still more technically gifted than Zinchenko? <laughs> <laughs> he got an assist a couple of weeks ago, mate. You missed oh, please. It. He oh, got please. an assist. He did get an assist. Open your eyes, mate. Please, come on. <laughs> no, listen, let me say, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. That I got my first correct score. I told you it'd be nil-nil, and you all looked at me and laughed. No, and... I didn't. I said one-nil. I said we'd nick it, <laughs> and you said that you actually thought we'd lose. But you, you basically went nil-nil because you didn't want to back against Arsenal. Yeah, well said. Because he actually said we was going to lose yeah. this game. All semantics. The facts are these. <laughs> the facts are these. I got it right. 
Did I get it right, James? Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I wanted the win. I wanted what? the win. But what's I predict it? with what I think is going to happen. And I've got it right. It's been about... Don't, since don't hate. Been part of the show, it's been about, let's say, 50 predictions. And on the 50th one, you've turned around and said, I told you. I told you. You're one yes. and you told us. Shameless. It's shameless Turkish. You're doubting me, those 49 other times. <laughs> for the 50th time of telling us, you've got it right. <laughs> But hang on, hang on, hang on. When you really check it, when you really check it though, in the in the year and a half I've been on the pod, <clears throat> how many of you guys got right? It's not like you guys have got ten right in the past. You're only two or three ahead of me in terms nah, of nah, yeah, the yeah. right yeah. score. It's, it's true. Not two or three. How many of you got right? Like score, like actually right in a like year. Last season, I definitely I got like four or five <laughs> right alone. This season, I'm on yeah. two. I think I've, I've got one right this season. Yeah, I've only got one. So there you go. Yes, I'm seven ahead of you or six ahead of you. <laughs> oh, I allow you, Turkey. But the other two, I've won a shirt. Get... I've won a shirt. What have you won? You've won nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Like, I've won know, a shirt. Like, <laughs> right. Have you won a shirt, Turkish? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, I James? But yeah. you, I can't call James knock knock no more because he's paid up. So I just want to put that out there. So his name now is Fair James way. again, like you know. Yeah. James is uh, you know, James went a year doing a ritual with the silly sods, you know what I mean? Like if it weren't for that, he might have had a shirt. Who knows? That's true. No, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put your personal bias aside, Jordan. Now it's time to talk about the game. Yes, sir. Arsenal did drop points first time in a little while. Um, clean sheet on the positive side. Saka and Saliba, no booking on the positive side. They'll be there ready for the London derby as long as nothing happens against Oxford. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we have a heavily changed team against Oxford, but we'll see and we'll talk about that coming up later on in the show but people we enjoyed the live show last time at we're going to do more of those moving forward we love the engagement as well the live chat and and um having your comments there to read readily available comments of the day are prepared in our back pockets we'll get to those there in the show as well you guys and girls out there watching just hit the like button sit back enjoy make sure you subscribe notification bell on all of that and yeah love for the love people but it was nil nil and I'm going to go straight over to Lee, who was at the game, um, made it back from his illness. Um, glad, glad to hear that. But yeah, Lee, it, it, what was the, what was it like in the ground? Nil-nil, very frustrating. The ball wasn't in play much. Newcastle tactics seemed to work. A lack of <clears throat> a lack of something off the bench. Yeah. Do you know what? Like looking back on it, I was, uh, uh, the game, I wasn't that disappointed. I felt we'd give it a good go. I thought we played quite well. I thought the first fifteen minutes we was fantastic, and uh, we played some fantastic football. But the longer the game went on, the more Newcastle got into it, and you could see their tactics. And it was everybody was just turning around and saying, you know, what I'm getting frustrated was just saying, look, we need a one bit of magic. We need someone. You know, is, is it going to be Saka? Is it going to be Martinelli? Even when they were getting <coughs> Defended up by by some some good defending by Newcastle. I have to say that their tactics were were very good at at a defending game of football, but um, we just let we just didn't have it. We just didn't have it. And then then you 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 come home and you're a little bit frustrated. And, and watching yesterday's game, um, Man City game, even more frustrated because it was very very similar. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they they chuck on two players and it changes the game. Now sometimes it it doesn't work like that, we know, but other times it does. Just freshen things up and things like that. The biggest fear for me was, and I said it in my fan cam, was afterwards we 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 was knocking on the door, looking at we never brought on nobody. You know, the manager looked at the bench and thought, you know what, I've got to go with what I've got, and that is what we've got at the moment. You know. We, Credit to, to, to the team and the players and everything like that. We, we are playing with a squad that's very, very thin. I know we've got no no Smith-Rowe, we've got no Nelson, we've got no Jesus. We haven't had no Nelson since uh, since um, December. We haven't had no Jesus since the beginning of uh, October, was it, or November? I think December the 4th, did he get injured? Yeah. And I think Smith-Rowe was in September. 
Three players. We're now into the 6th of January. And we've, 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 we've done nothing. We've done absolutely nothing knowing that those three players were not going to be about. That's three players. If you put those three players on our bench, we might win that game. We might. We might not. We might still draw it nil-nil like, you know, but we might win it. Um, but we've 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 known about these injuries. We've known about the squad's strength is not strong enough and, and we've done nothing about it. If we continue to go like this, the points will, dri- will dwindle and at the end of the day, Manchester City will go and win the league and everybody will go, oh, well, we told you so. But we had an opportunity. We've had an opportunity, like, you know, we, we were seven points clear. We're still five points clear, by the way. We need to go into games like Tottenham and we need to go into games like Man United with players fresh off the bench that are going to win you games because it's not always the 11 that win you games. It is the, the players coming on. In saying that, I thought we played well. I thought we defended magnificently well. You know, uh, Newcastle looked to get us on set pieces where they're very, very big side. We defended that fantastically well. Even in the last minute, I, we defended really, really well with set pieces and all that. Wasn't panicking and everything like that. So, in for me, it tells me that defensively we're solid enough to, to, to make a, a challenge for the title. I think we've got everything in place. We just need to just strengthen that, that attacking areas up. And guys, I watched the game yesterday and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Manchester City are not scaring me like they did for a couple of seasons previous. They're not. They're, they're a very, very good side, but they are not the Man City of two years ago or even a year ago. They struggled yesterday and I, I look back at it as the keeper took a bung or what, I don't know because he should, you know, should pick that up. I don't know what's gone on there. But anyway, look, they ain't our concern. If we'd have won our game on um, against Newcastle, it didn't matter. You know, every time Arsenal win a game, it doesn't matter what the opposition do. But by the time we go into the Spurs game now, the chances are we're down to two points. And that's pressure then, like, starting to mount. You know, I just don't understand why we've not addressed this um, situation. Uh, I know it's all about money, but there's other players, surely. We've got players on loan, by the way, that that could come in for for a couple of weeks just to to see us through. Just get them back and then they can go back out on loan again. We... We, I, I, and I don't mean this horribly. I don't even know the kid and all that, but I don't like it when you're going for a title and you're looking at the bench and you don't know who it is. There's a name on there you don't know, like you know, and you know he's never going to come on the kid. You know what I mean, like, and I just that is our problem at this moment in time, and it's it's a worry going forward with with big games in the Europa League and FA Cup coming up as well. We've talked quite a bit about the transfer window and, uh, and now we're in the transfer window. And, and since you talked about the bench, it's probably best to kind of go into that area first and foremost because me and James have discussed it a couple of times since the match has finished as well. Um, we looked at the bench and during the game, I said, maybe put a Tierney on. He he gives a different sort of attacking threat to Zinchenko. He actually breaks the final third and gets crosses into the box. Um, but when you're calling for a left back to come on to attack and to, to add an attacking impetus, then you kind of it kind of tells you for the rest of the subs bench. Vieira for me was probably the surprising one. James mentioned he's got a shot from outside the box, and that's something kind of I kind of overlooked during the game. But I just thought maybe him getting on the ball and getting his sort of crosses into the box, and Eddie to maybe get his head on the end of one or nip onto the end of one could have been the solution. But Afterwards, I just felt like Arteta might have been sending a message. A message that I don't have what I want on the bench. Lee makes a good point. One of the names on the bench, and, and this has been a consistent theme over the season. A name or two on the bench is, is another of our academy, and we all love it. The academy is part of the reason why we are top of the league at the moment, for sure. Mm, yeah. But he's also right when you look at Man City against Chelsea, very similar circumstances. Chelsea were probably the better team in the first half. In the second half, a couple of substitutions and 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 they, they take the lead. Yes, we won't talk about the keeper because I don't know what he was doing there evilly. But that's what we're competing with. And it's a massive opportunity for us. Massive. And we all talked about the importance of being proactive in the transfer window. Arteta talked about proactive being being ideal. But we haven't moved yet. I, I don't know. If, if, it's definitely not panic stations yet because now we've got a little break between now and the Tottenham game, Oxford in between. But... 
regardless of new signings or not, I don't think we're relying on new signings to, to you know, to face Oxford and get past Oxford. Um, I'm sure it'll be a tough test in his own way, but we should have enough to to, to get the job done. But yeah, Jordan, let's 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 ask you next, considering I've spoken to James a couple of times. Um, what did you make of the lack of impact off the bench? Do you think Arteta was sending a message? Do you think he's just his hands tied behind his back at the moment? Are you surprised Vieira, 30 million signing, didn't get a look in? Um, I don't know if it was a message. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I don't know if it was his subliminal subliminal way of telling the board, I need more. Um, I wasn't surprised that Vieira didn't come on. I don't know or think that he would have made a difference. Um, so I'm not kind of up in arms about the, the, the lack of him coming on. I think, first of all, we give credit to Newcastle. I think Newcastle were fortunate to stay in the game by half-time, although you can argue they had the best chance of the first half, bang one half-time. Um, but I think when they got to half-time, they realised, if we do our job properly, if we dig in here, there's a point for us here. <clears throat> and then again, you can argue, their breakaway in the last part of the game, they could have they could have nicked it uh, th- themselves. Um, so I want to give them a bit of praise, first of all. But I, I felt we we looked a little bit off the pace. I don't know what I don't want to use the term leggy, but we we looked like in that final third we just were missing something. Um, that final pass just wasn't quite there. That final run just wasn't quite there. That there was something that was missing in that second half, and I don't want to I don't want to blame that on on tiredness. I don't think we're at that point yet um, to, to to have that made that really credible. But um, look, it's disappointing. Disappointing. You want to win all your home games, but I'd be much more concerned, Turkish, if we drew nil-nil at home to Leicester or Wolves or Crystal Palace than I am against a team that's that's a very very good team. Um, since uh, City have won, beaten Chelsea, and have cut the gap, and I spoke on the last pod about protecting that buffer, and that buffer is getting eaten away at very 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 quickly. Um, but I think overall, I, I, I think I'm not up in arms about the draw. I'm disappointed, of course. I predicted a nil-nil, but of course I wanted us to win. But I'm, I'm, I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm not panicking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing my nut just yet because it happens. Newcastle are a good team. Came to the Emirates and got a point. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed more than I am angry or fuming. I thought some of the performances during the game were were all okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, nobody really stood out for me. I know Enketia had that one chance in the second half. There's been discussion around whether he should have done better or not. Nah, on his weaker foot, I, I think it's a bit harsh to expect him to kind of finish that personally. Um, but you can then argue and flip that if you have a top-class striker in that position, you get one chance, he finishes it. Um, but no one really stood out for me, but there weren't any particularly bad performances in the game either. I, I write it off as one of those games. The key for me now is the response. The response now is is what's really, really important. James, any added thoughts to, you know, now, now it's been a few days since? Well, I mean, I thought both Arsenal and Newcastle were actually very good on the day. Um, I thought it was just a very high-quality game in terms of... Ash thought Arsenal were pretty inventive. You know, you think of the Gabriel header from the set-piece, you think of some of those early scuff shots from Odegaard, Xhaka... Um, Saka having one cleared at a near angle from Pope. I mean, we could have easily been a goal or two up early on in that game. The Nketiah effort. I mean, what impressed me was that Arsenal were trying to play through Newcastle and players like Zinchenko and, and Nketiah and Xhaka at times were able to actually turn and sort of run at their defence and make things happen in tight spaces. I thought everyone looked quite sharp. I thought Saka was magnificent. The amount of times he was running at burn and just causing havoc, I, I thought he was very, very good. Um, so largely, Aparte, brilliant as well. Gabriel, brilliant. Um, I think Lee's right to mention how defensively brilliant we were um, because I think sort of throw what we tried to throw them in the last 15 minutes while still largely doing our job at the back, I think, is pretty impressive. One of the interesting topics that, or narratives that came out of the game was kind of the question of panic and whether you know Arteta's uh, sideline antics were him losing his call to a degree and whether the Arsenal players let the, the occasion get to them a little bit too much. And I sort of sit in the middle of this, as I do with most things. Um, it's not for me to say what the players need on the touchline. I mean, if Arteta thinks that 
you know, trying to energise the crowd and energise the players and protest every decision and try and make the amateur colder. And if he believes that that is what the players need to get that extra 2% and get over the line, then fine. I'm of the belief that being only the 17th game of the Premier League um, and early January, I just don't think we needed this kind of panic and this kind of stress that kind of built throughout the game. Um, and on the one hand, I don't think Arsenal did panic in a lot of ways. I think they still played brilliant football through to the 90th minute. And I, and I felt defensively we were very focused and resilient. But I just felt there were times where it was like it was the beginning of May and we just felt like no drop points is acceptable. And while Arsenal did well to get ultimately a point and not lose it and come out with a clean sheet and, and you know, a, a reflection of a good performance, I did think there were moments where I just thought, why is this getting so frantic? I didn't, I didn't think it needed to. But maybe maybe that's what Newcastle were trying to do as well. I mean, for everything people say about Arteta, the Newcastle players were protesting every decision. Bruno Gamaras was as mouthy as anything. Um, and I think maybe it was just one of those high-intensity games. So, um, ultimately, I think a point is fine. And the reason you're happy to build a gap on City when they drop points against a team like Everton is because you can play in Newcastle and the pressure isn't there to win like it would have been before. So I'm all right. I really am. I, I think in, in recent pods, we've discussed certain players. We've picked out the likes of Saliba and Jesus and he who shan't be named and Saka and Enniketia. I think the takeaway from this game, the person is to, to, to be discussed is Arteta for two reasons. One, because of, as James mentions there, his antics on the sidelines. I didn't love either. I, I didn't think it was necessary as well. I totally agree. We're not at the point of the season whereby I don't think that, demonstra that demonstrative demeanour was needed. I get why he felt it was a penalty. I get why he thinks the influencing of a referee and using the home crowd and the home advantage could sway the decision your way to get the referee to at least go to, the, to have a look. I get that. You put pressure on the referee, he may cave on a home game. I get it. But I didn't think it looked particularly good. And whilst I do think it's unfair to pick out, pick on Arteta for doing this, when some of the most successful managers in the world, at worst, we've seen Jose, we've seen Klopp, we've seen Conte, we've seen Pep get bans for, for their anti on the sidelines. It's not fair to pick on Arteta for that. Others do the same, if not worse. I think equally, I wonder about the effect it will have going forward on the team if the team are seeing a manager who is often out of control. And that may be a bit of a stretch, but he's always, I'm always baffled as to how he's not been banned for being out of his technical area so often. Whenever I see Arsenal play, he's getting the ball before the ball boy. He's so far off his technical area. He's so close to players. I'm like, how is he getting away with this? But he is. The second reason why I think Arteta's the focus is because as Lee was discussing transfers, this was a game for me whereby... I hope he learns and realises that other teams will work Arsenal out and he needs to find another way of winning when teams do sit deep and are happy to get a point when they get to the 70th minute. But that is linked to players. You can only change your tactics if you have the players that can do those tactics. And he obviously feels that I can't play a different way. I can't do a plan B, if you like, um, because I don't have the players to do that. But then to flip that point on his head... I get the impression that Arteta's maybe a systems manager whereby he doesn't believe in plan Bs. He believes in plan A being better. I'm not going to change how we play. Keep doing what we do. A bit of quality and you'll get the break and you'll get the goal. I don't know. But it was a bit... I, I hope he's learned from that and realises that other teams will now look on that performance and think, oh, OK, that's how you stifle Arsenal. Because there's a problem that we're going to encounter in games coming up for sure. Can, can I just stress on the touchline? thing though um, I want to make this very clear because I can already hear the comments, see the comments um, my issue, I've got nothing to do with how he uh, behaves in the sense of you know, I saw a lot of articles saying it's embarrassing and you know I've got my own he who shall not be named and you know someone who regularly on Twitter talks about Arsenal, uh, Arteta in the touch, um, in the technical area and I've got no time to, for mentioning his name or whatever. But what I would say is that doesn't bother me. I mean, I don't think it's any harm that he comes out of the technical area. He shouldn't. They should be telling him, but whatever. 
Another touch on antics, embarrassing. Like Jordan says, so many managers have done that. I really don't care about all, all that and how it kind of looks. My only thing is how it impacts the team. And I just wonder whether the team need an air of calm. And actually, mm-hmm. when Brighton scored that third goal that was then disallowed, the camera went to Arteta quite quickly. And he looked at the players. And he, he was saying, yeah, this. he was. Yeah. He did. And, and I and I like that a lot more. So for anyone who's going to go, that's just not Arteta's style. No, no, he, he kind of does both. And I like that side more than I like the sort of really... And being very animated, sometimes you've got to be. There are absolutely occasions where being very animated worked. I just didn't think this was one of them. Not when Newcastle themselves were quite, as you, you know, Jordan used the right, word, the right word, demonstrative in front of the referee and quite protesting everything. I think that called for Arsenal to keep calm and just go, we're not part of all that. Let them get wound up by all the situation. We're here to play our football. And on what Jordan said about stifling Arsenal, you know, I, I kind of get what you mean. On the one hand, they showed how to slow us down. But on the other hand, I still think we created a lot of good chances to win the game. So I think on another day, we take one or two of those early chances. Or and on another day, I think we get one or two of those penalties, may I say, by the way. Um, so I, I'm not sure Newcastle really stifled us. I, but I think they played really well to limit us and yeah, kind of give themselves the best chance of a nil-nil. I, I actually like it. I, I like seeing the manager animated on the side. I like seeing the manager care. Uh, and, and listen, I haven't played high level football, but sometimes you want to see your manager going to war with you when you look on the uh, on the touchline. Yeah, fair enough. You know, towards the end of Wenger's reign, I was so frustrated that you would have a poor performance, and it wasn't a poor performance against Newcastle, or would be struggling to get a goal, or it'd be a tight game, and you'd see Wenger just sitting down, kind of calmly didn't look like he cared much i'm not doubting he did care because i i know he cared but it just didn't it just i wanted a manager that you know would get up and at it and we've got a, a young manager in arteta so he, he's on a learning curve as well i remember when he did it against liverpool at anfield i think that was the wrong decision because you know we was in that game and it is anfield and that kind of worked against us. Whereas against Newcastle, when you hear about how long the ball was in play and you looked at their tactics over the 90 minutes, and I'm not I'm not using this to to mock Newcastle or put them down because they did what they had to do to get a point away from home against top of the league. Credit to them for it as well. Defensively, the the the, the most solid team I've seen in the league this season that have come up against us, structurally in shape. They, they they did their jobs well. Saka Martinelli double teamed when needed. They really nullified our threat to the point where our only chance was Eddie and Ketia. But I don't mind Arteta doing that. I really don't. I want to see him. I want to see him. You know, in a sense, cold through the emotions as well in tough games. That that Jordan mentioned. It top managers have done that in the past, and I don't know why it's a big issue when Arsenal do it. Well, I do. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna click the click the shit out of links online. That is the be all and end all. <laughs> You know, throughout the transfer window, Arsenal are the most, you know, newsworthy headline grabbers. You know, click, 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 click. That's what it's about. I know the, I know who your he who you won't name is. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's a presenter on an, on another channel in Europe or whatever it is, Europe and Africa. Um, but I don't know why it's such a big deal. I like it. I like it, Lee. With you, with you. Listen, you know, Pep done it the other, other year. Um, when he went up to the, I think it was Oliver saying, oh, well played, well played. You, 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 yeah. you was fantastic and all that. Everybody thought, wow, brilliant. What he's actually doing is taking away the um, the, the performance of his team. You know, like sometimes that, you know, it hasn't gone quite right. And and, and you focus on, on, on something else and, and focus on that. And I think like, if you look back at that game, I, I think he's got every right to be frustrated. Not so much about the penalties and all that. Like, you know, this is a team that came there didn't cheat, they faked injuries, they time-wasted for a very, very long while. And the referee, so because we've got a naive referee, whoever put him in charge, puts up five minutes. You know, that's enough to do you nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're all going, there's going to be a minimum of seven or eight, you know, five. With all the antics that they were doing, there was one part of that game when one player went down with cramp. As he got up, another one went down. It was ridiculous. I do actually ridiculous. agree with that. I, the, the five minutes was shocking. I mean, that is yeah. the one that and the Gabriel pen. Everything else, I just thought right. look, I expected it, but those are the two things I couldn't really believe. They, yeah, 
And, and James, I don't blame him for the penalty because I didn't see the penalty. I didn't see that penalty. You know what I mean? Like, if I'll be honest, and it's not absolutely which which, which one, Lee? The Gabriel one. Like, you know I mean, every, everybody, um, everybody um, uh, can, can can you know miss something. That's that's what VARs for. What also fr- frust- frustrated me in the first half, there was a, a, a banging together of two players and a VAR checking for the penalty. You know what I mean? Like, um, it was never a penalty. It was, you know, like in, in real time. And then, like, you know, they don't even bother checking the, the Gabriel one. The, the, the handball penalty, you can look at that. They're showing you on Twitter different angles of it now and everything like that. You you can look at that and try and make a penalty out of that and, 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 and not. For, for me, I don't think it was a penalty. I, I wouldn't have liked that to have happened against Arsenal in the last minute. I would have been fuming. If, if you know, imagine if we go to White Hart Lane and, and, and we get a dodgy penalty gag. Oh, Oh, we've had a few of them by in the past, but there you go. So there's a, there's always going to be frustration, and I think there's frustration not maybe just on that game, on previous games, even the game against West Ham with the penalty in there. It's a penalty, but that, it's never happened before, and all of a sudden it is. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of frustration there on the referee side and things like that. I don't I don't mind what he's doing in that as a player when when you when your manager was like having a go for you. Sometimes you need your manager to have a go for him, not not just for that game. It's not for that game. It's for for future games as well. Like you know, what I mean, like put a little bit of doubt in there. Oh, look, you know, they, they, they've gone mad about something. Like you know, and you know what? In the past, guys, I think we've been too kind with some of the decisions that have gone against us and, and everything like that. You know, so I'm I'm all for it. Come out there and and and, and you know, be be a little bit more like that. I, I see it with other managers. I see it. I see it. I see it with Conte. Look, look at Conte and. Um, and two call the other time, like you know, look how bad that was, you know. What I mean, or, or was it that bad, you know? So, listen, I'll say as antics, you, you know, I think there's a lot more. I, I just think there's, there's people, and even our own fan base, are ready to jump on him for it, like you know, what I mean, and I don't understand that, like you know, whatever, whatever happens, we should be in it together and all that. Like, I don't think it was that bad in, no. the, in the first place. I do agree with with Jordan though, that maybe this running up and down outside the technical area may have to, may have to stop. You know what I mean? Like, because it's being highlighted by certain people all the time now, like, you know, um, but other than that, carry on doing what you're doing, Mikhail. I'm, 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 I'm in the, in the James camp in that. I don't really care. I don't like what he does, but I don't have a massive problem with it either. All I care about is, I, I think he's got to be smart when he, does it though, and, I, and you may yeah, say, "Okay, well, how do you control when you're passionate?" That's hard. I get that, but the thing that, in retrospect, looks bad is that he lost his nut, and he was wrong. It's not a penalty. Yeah, that's it's a not. Pre- a, yeah. If if you're gonna lose your nut, at least be right. The Gabriel one. <laughs> at least I, be right. I don't. I don't know about that. I think. I think I've seen that given a penalty many times. I've oh, seen wh- oh, whether it's been given or not in the past is one thing. But, that, but, that, but, but the rules. Okay, me. True. True. Me on the football I grew up with, I'd never claimed that as a penalty. Me on the football I've been seeing in recent times, I'd be effing and blinding if I didn't get that my my way as well. Because my evidence would be, hold on, you give that 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 over the last couple of years, but you don't even want to entertain this one, no. But I don't think we can decide on what has or hasn't been given in the past. I think the most important thing is going back to the rules. The rules say that's not a pen. Whether whether Matey Boy last week gave it or not. Is a is a separate thing, but that that penalty that that infringement, if you like, is not a foul. It's not a penalty. Is that so? And away from the body. It must be the proximity thing that they're. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like, isn't that proximity thing only relatable when it comes off your own body? Because I remember when Gabriel, who was it against? People were calling for a penalty, calling for a penalty, and the reason it wasn't a penalty was because it hit his chest first, then his arm. And that was a much closer proximity than I this. I think it's both, Turks. I think it's both. I think it's both. But who knows um, the rules anymore anyway, Jordan? That's so, the thing. This, Turkish, you can't not a penalty neither. This is the exact reason I don't get angry about decisions anymore, Turkish, because I don't even really know what the rules are anyway. Yeah. So when, if, it gets, yeah. if it's for us or against us, you very rarely hear me complain or, or glow because I just don't know anymore. I just get on with it. Just get on with it. And yeah, okay, if that was happening with five games of the Premier League season to go, maybe I might be a bit more emotional. Um, 
But I, I, I saw it. I claimed that I was at my dad's. We watched the football together. I claimed it and I was like, actually, I don't think that's a penalty. One, because the rules say it's not a penalty. But two, if that's at the other end, I'm fuming. I'm yeah, fuming. I, I agree with that. I, I didn't think it was a penalty. I don't think uh, the, the rules are extremely flawed, like in football. Generally. 100%. I mean, yeah. you look at Martin Odegaard, okay? He got a yellow card. I thought that was right because he pulled his shirt, whatever. But then you see Gabriel get his shirt pulled and nothing's given. You then got VAR that's meant to see these things. And then they go, they hide behind the whole, well, was it a clear and obvious error? Listen, just, we know the shirt pulls. I said it before on this podcast. Shirt pulls are one of the easiest things to spot on camera. You just see it. Because you see the grab and then you see the shirt go in a certain direction. You just know if it's happened or not. If it's happened, you give the foul inside the box, outside the box, whatever it is. And it's harder to, well, on the one hand, it's harder to win fouls inside the area. And then on the other hand, you see really soft decisions get given sometimes as well. I just think generally the way the game is officiated is appalling. I think the way we give yellow cards for fouls that were... You know, you know those cynical ones where they just brought the player down, stop a counter-attack. You know, I believe there should be more punishment for that. If you've made no attempt to win a ball, you just pick up a yellow card. You've denied a potential counter-attack, a potential goal there, you know, because someone could be bothered to try actually kick the football. I just think the way the game was officiated is flawed on so many levels. Uh, uh, the referee got a lot of, got of a kicking after the game, but I personally, I take your point about the, the added time. I think it should have been at least six minutes. But the yellow card thing, I thought well, I was fine with it because he was yellow. He was very, very, he was very, very card happy. But he was card happy to both teams. Let's be honest, there he was card yeah, happy was to the... both teams. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Every every foul though is not a card, is it? I that, agree with that. What, I, I agree. That. What and what he done is he put himself in that position because I, he booked a Newcastle player for a normal foul. Yeah, it was just a foul. You know what I mean? And he booked him. And then what he had to do was he had to book Eddie straight after that for a foul, you know what I mean? Like, and then and then, then for, for, for 10, 15 minutes, every foul is a booking. And it, 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 but, you know. but, 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 but Lee, what's the thing that everybody's been asking for? And Turkish said it just a minute ago. Be consistent. Just, yeah, but what they've said to you over the last... That's not consistently um, shit. That's, that's the only consistency. Just give me consistency. No. Shit or otherwise. Just be consistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll take consistent for now. They've been telling you to, like, let certain things, like, you know, a little bit of contact go and all that. Like. And there was a couple yep. of times on there, and, and it was a Newcastle player that got fouled. It was never a booking. It was a booking earlier on, which that was the problem. I think it was Burn or maybe Saka or something. They should have been booked, and he weren't. And yeah, then the next one, I think it was Gramirez when in like, you know, it was nothing fat. It was just a foul. Just get on with it. And he's booked him. But once once what happened then, and what happens is, and it's the same with everything, is, then then the next player gets gets fouled. All the and it happened in this game, all the Newcastle players surrounded uh, the referee. You've got to book him, you've got to book him. And I can tell you like in there, say done it. Actually, the one on Odegaard, Odegaard got away with that. You know what I mean? It was a booking because he pulled him back his shirt. And then all the Newcastle players surrounded the referee and then he gave the foul. He gave the booking. Yeah. What he should have done was give the booking straight away. And what, what that does is, look, oh, look, you can get at this referee. And, and you know, it was he was just an inexperienced referee for a big game. Why, why appoint someone like that? I don't know. It was just too much for him. And, but, and that's... What can I say? You know what I mean? He's... How many more are we going to have of these poor, poor referees? It's just, they're just poor. What, what I'll say to just go on, sorry, go on, John. No, go on, John. Go on, John. Just to quickly challenge what you've just said there, Lee. Just, just slightly. If he does the opposite and books him straight away, and in retrospect, it's not actually a yellow card offence, we'd mm. all be saying he didn't give himself thirty seconds to think about it before deciding. So again, in that scenario, yeah, I, I can the referee that, win? Don't pass him, Jordan, and he pulled his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. I'm you know, with for me, I'm as soon as it, as soon as it happened, people were moaning. Oh, look, and I said, then in, in, in right, it's a book. It is. It was a booking. You know, I don't think the Eddie one was a booking. I'll be honest. I don't. No. Think it, was it was a booking. He had his arms around him, Lee. The guy tried to get round. He put it his arms around one. him and grabbed him. It was a booking. What? What? Eddie's one. Yeah. No, I, 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 I haven't seen it in. I've only seen it in. Um, Normal time, it didn't look that bad, like you know what I mean. No, so, fair enough. I thought you'd seen it. It was very soft, but you know, if that's if, if that's a booking, it's a booking. I don't, I don't think that there was it, but I just felt on on a, on the occasion there, the referee just just 
lost it a little bit, like you know. What I mean, if um, I, I think she- did Shaka get booked as well? Was that well? I was just I was just gonna say to give him a bit of credit, he shan't be named. There was a point in the Brighton game, I remember it vividly, where he was in our own box, opposite the, uh, one of their players had the ball, and he he almost fouled the guy. And it made me think back to a pod we did about four or five months ago where I said that I don't think he was learning. And James challenged me and said, actually, he, he is learning from previous lessons. And that moment against Brighton where he, he wasn't rash, he didn't go in hard, was an example of that. And again, he got booked against Newcastle. And then I said to my dad, take him off. This referee's card happy, just sub mm. him off now. I don't trust him. And then he fouled again. Yeah, and same. I don't think it was a second yellow. Mm. But it was definitely a, the next one, you're gone. And he still didn't get subbed. But that shows that he is learning because he was able to be on not only a tightrope, but the finished tightrope and still manage to compose himself and keep himself on the field without getting a second yellow card. So he's winning me round. He's winning me round. It's a fair play to him. That's a great point because... At half time, I don't know what he was saying in the studio, but half at half time, a lot of people were saying definite red card in this game. There's a definite red card <laughs> yeah. in this game. Yeah, we were saying that, but, I, but I, there wasn't. There wasn't. So credit I to both the, um, the worst decision the referee got was the um, the yellow card on Joe Linton when he actually won the ball on Saka. I don't know if you yeah, guys, don't know if you yeah, guys saw that. He yeah. actually won the ball. I mean, not a lot of it, but he did. He did get. So I mean, I kind Gosh. of would have understood if he wanted to give a foul, but he pulled the yellow card. That was strange. So I'm not. Look, the referee did have some strange moments, and it, it never felt like he really had control of either yes. team. Um, I do agree with that. What I do think, though, is I'm not sure if we actually help ourselves by talking about it as much as we do, especially when we kind of just go, the referee, the referee, the referee. It's VAR's job to actually give the two penalty claims if they think yeah. it's penalties. Because the thing I'll say, if you're the referee, is especially in a world of we're not going to overturn it unless it's clear and obvious. The handball, for example, I just don't think in real time we can give that. It's happening so quickly. Mm. You know, it's short, uh, close proximity and all that. I don't think you'll really give that. So it's on VAR to use the angles, take as much time as you need and think, is this, a, you know, do we think the, the hand's in an unnatural position? Now, I kind of, I said to Turkish in the office, there was another angle I saw on Twitter that made me start to think, oh, that does look more penalty than not. But the Gabriel one, Stonewall. And again, it's, I think it's a ball into the box. There's a lot going on. The referee's missed it, that's fine. But us going, the referee was awful. How did he miss that? Blah, blah. Yes, ideally, you want the referee to see that. But again, it's on VAR. They're the people, there's three of them there. They've got all the screens, all the angles they could want. They're the ones that need to see it. And when they're saying, the ref's not even looked at it, yeah, he, he looks at it if he's told to look at it. You know, totally. we need to understand these things because otherwise, we're just, we're just complaining. We're Agreed. making a noise. And totally actually, agree. the people we're trying to make the point to, I look at us like you don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it just weakens our argument. So I, I, I get that the refereeing performance lacked in a lot of ways. But, you know, again, people going, oh, the referee was so card happy. He was, but I don't think a lot of the yellow cards were unfair. Mm-hmm. The only one, the Enketia one, the Shaka one, I think you can give him your card. He went to ground, he kind of stuck a boot out and he caught him on his ankle. I think you can let that go, but also get why he was given. But I just think we need to be clever about when and how we kind of bring up this whole referee discussion and what we're actually attacking when we do, because otherwise I do think it dilutes our argument. Yeah, I think the the, the reason for drop points isn't the referee. I think the reason for drop points is is Newcastle's defensive solidity and structure, first and foremost. Right, Um, exactly. It's more on that. And completely, like I mentioned it before, completely nullified us. I mean, I can't really ask who stood out to people. I can't really ask about moments because there was one chance apiece. You know, I think the Eddie chance in the second half and um, Joel Linton's chance at the end of the first half were the best chances of the game by far. Probably the only real chances of the game. The, um, Turkish. So I'm sorry, so sorry to cut you because I know I've just been rammed, but I, I respectfully disagree on that point. I... I don't think it was a chance piece. I think I think we had four or five good chances and I don't think they fully nullified us. I think they did a very good job to limit us. But actually across the 90, we Born did James. quite a bit. I think Odegaard in the first few minutes should have should have got it on target at the very least. But aside from he that... He deliberately done that. 
I, I don't call I don't call openings chances. I, I need us to at least get the ball on target or at least get it close for me to, to claim that as a chance. I, I think there was opportunities, especially in that first five minutes, first 20 minutes, we was getting into the box, but we didn't really make use of it. We didn't really make the keeper work. The only time the keeper really had to work was that Eddie chance. I think it's fair to say we were the better team, but a draw was fair. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't think it was fair. I think also no, um, decision-making sometimes is a chance. I think in the final, for that first 10 minutes, if we, we, we made the wrong decision or the wrong pass wasn't quite right. A bit too hard for the Shaka one, like, you know, a little bit bit more care with that pass <clears throat> as a free runner. And, and I also think in the second half, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Granite Shaka. Like, you know, I think Granite Shaka got into four, five, six very, very good positions in that mm-hmm. second yeah. half uh, and wasted them. Weren't the right pass, or it just didn't happen for him like it has in the past. You know, it's one of those games. You know, you just have to. Sometimes you're just not quite at it. And and also, I, I think you've got to take it as a compliment that Newcastle. Uh, I thought with our wingers, they had no intentions. Of, of attacking us. They just said, right, Trippier, you, as soon as Martinelli gets that ball, you go tight and Amron, you come round and you just defend it. You know, they, they, they took their, their attacking game and didn't play it. You know, my mate turned around and said, you know, when they went to Tottenham, they had some sort of goal for it. When they went to Man United, they went to some sort of goal for it. Against mm. us, they looked at it and thought, nah. if, we a, if, we, if we go toe-to-toe, we're going to get done. So I think you've got to take it as a compliment that I'm not seeing that from a, for for a very very long time that a team at the top half of the table be so so cautious and so defending and then not even look, it's on the counter attack you know even West Ham it's on the counter attack a couple of times and look more dangerous they had no interest. they 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 were happy for a point listen if we be honest, if we go to Newcastle and get a point, we'd be pleased with that as well. Like so, for for, for them, they've done their job, and you know, it's up to us. We was at home. That's why we're disappointed a little bit. Is because we was at home. If that was away from home and 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 they'd done that, you just turn around and go, "All oh, right, fair enough, a good, good point. We move on." But yeah. because we was at home, we're a little bit disappointed that we didn't break them down. But I still see that there was lots of positives from those. I, 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 really I agree. I, I agree, Lee. I think if that is. The worst we're going to perform, I'll take that. If that's a bad Arsenal performance, if that is us at our worst, I think we're doing good. I think we're doing good. Do you know what I mean? I'll take that. Yeah. And it's another week that we've gained a point on Chelsea and Liverpool as well. I mean, I know we've got bigger things to look at. Absolutely, we do. No, I think it's relevant. You know, we, we we were looking at the whole... You know, well, is top four really done yet? And all that. Tottenham got their win. And, and yeah, typically they're going to find form for the North London derby. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, I just think in, in in trying to secure top four, Newcastle, Chelsea, Liverpool didn't gain anything on us. Um, so, cool. That's something. And James, the massive thing in the next two weeks, uh, and this is why I'm not going to lose it on, on this side. Manchester United play Manchester City, so someone's got to drop points there. Tottenham yeah. have got Man City twice in a week. Like, you know what I mean? Like now, you know, if 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 Manchester City win those two games, that that basically takes Tottenham virtually out of a top four race. You know what I mean? Like, for, from our point of view, if we win those couple of games, we'd be like twenty points in front of them. Mm-hmm. If they if if Spurs were to, to to take points off Man City, it's good for us. So we're in a win-win situation, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. at the end of it, before we cut, we went into the World Cup. Before we went into the World Cup, we was five points clear. We're now three games down, and in January we're still five points clear. Nothing's changed after three games. I tell you That's what, true. Apart, That's true. apart from three games, another three games ticked off. Uh-huh. So I, nothing's changed. I, I nothing's do think changed. though. I know we've got a, a, a cup game before the Spurs game, but I do think though. That if, and this is a big if, if we are still thinking that we can win the Premier League, drawing with Newcastle and dropping points at home, that for me now feels like we have to go and beat Spurs. Yes. I think if you beat Newcastle, you can take a point at Spurs. But I think because you drop points at home, if the target is still first... Because I think you have to beat United at the Emirates the game after as well. You've got to win your home games. Yeah. I think if you drop got if you drop points at home, you have to make up for it away. And our next away game just happens to be the North London Derby. So it puts a little bit more pressure on Arsenal in that game. And by 
If we drew, draw with Newcastle and then we lose to Spurs, you then go to the United game thinking this now becomes a kind of must win. Not a draw, you have to then beat United because then you've got four points out of nine. That's not great, but it's not awful either. You draw with um, United, draw with Newcastle and lose to Spurs, that's two points from nine. And United, who are... <laughs> they're starting. To, I'm, I'm looking at them now. They're creeping up on 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 the top teams. Then becomes a problem. So there is a little bit more pressure now on on that Spurs game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad for the Oxford game in between, just just to get back to winning ways and give give some of the fringe players a, a chance to to prove themselves a bit more. That if we need someone off the bench, you know, we can rely upon someone because the chances are, even if we get a new signing in now. Will you know? Will he be ready for the Tottenham game? How will he arrive at the club and so on? I know it's still a, a little while away. The Tottenham game, I believe, nine days away from the time of recording. Now, you know, a couple of these players, fringe players, need to kind of you know kick on. Now we've lost Nelson, who who had an impact in the early part of the season. But you look at the Newcastle game and the Oxford game, the perfect chance for Emil Smith Rowe to come back into action, in my opinion, Vieira to start the game. Lukonga to start another game and, and be given another chance and that little break get a win against Oxford the Newcastle game is is forgotten about in a sense you're coming off the back of a win in the domestic cup call can I ask all three of you guys would you go not full strength obviously but would you go strong-ish against Oxford no yeah I think I would as well, you know, because we if you lose, to. if you lose that game, sorry, go on, Turkish, go on. We have to because we don't have the depth in the squad. We have to have some, some, some of the first team is there. There's a nice break. There's a nice gap between the games. So I, I would, I, I think, I wonder whether it could be more um, detrimental to the team to only play Tuesday than not, a lot of those players not play, you know, till the Sunday after. I think. You know, but we were going through it. I mean, there's a preview coming out on AFTV, so you guys will see it soon. And Robbie and I were building the team. And, you know, I, I think you can do things like rest Partey, but ensure that Saka and Martinelli get appropriate minutes and, you know, uh, something like that. I mean, Eddie, Robbie made a great point. Eddie Nketiah's barely played all season, so why does he need a rest? Get him out there. Get him still getting used to playing week in, week out and all that. Sorry, Lee, who would you start? What would be your 11? My 11, I said this the other day, I'll play Turner in goal. Uh, Tommy Asso at right back, Tierney, Holding and Saliba. Yeah, uh, midfield, that's five. midfield of uh, El Nini, um, Laconga, and um, Vieira. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark and Mark, Mark up front with Eddie and um, Mark and I can't fucking be thrown like that, man. Mark and then I would play, um. James I would play uh, Smith Rowe for for sixty minutes and then get Martinelli to to, to finish it off, or play Martinelli and um, Smith Rowe coming on. Like you know, what I mean, that's. Are, are you confident that team beats Oxford, Lee? Yep, You're confident. confident. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. I, that back four, I wouldn't be um, worried if that played a Premier League game. Mm. Okay. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'd go for that. Except, well, except. We went for Saka and Martinelli um, with Eddie. I mean, we went full strength in the front three. But, I mean, ideally, yeah, you want to be playing Smith-Rowe and Mudrick, don't you? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, the thing is, that, you know, I mean, Smith-Rowe, can it, is it... He's such an important player for us if we haven't get these players in. So, do, do you want to rush him for... the? I would look at give him sixty minutes for this game, and then he's on the bench for Tottenham, and he's on the bench for for Man United. Like you know, that's how I would see it. But, yeah, um, fair. Yeah. I, my, I don't my, know. It's, it's a difficult one. That my but, final point before we get to the table, because I want to see the table. We get to predictions again in a minute. Yeah, but my, 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 we'll, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. But my final um, um, point on this would be that I'm just concerned that if we were to lose the game. I know there's a there's a week or so gap between the next that and the Spurs game. I feel the momentum uh, that would be a slight concern, and also transfers. They have to for me get at least one player in before the Spurs game. I'm sorry, we need players in. We need them in. We spoke about this a couple of pods ago. Getting them in early. It's now what the sixth, the seventh of January, and uh, the the Mudrick deal. I don't know if the, the, the Chelsea link is genuine or. 
Shakhtar just playing playing games, trying to hurry us up. But either way, we need players in. And I'm not seeing us linked with any midfielders. People talking about, oh, uh, Mudrik can be the forward. I've said from the start of the season, we need a midfielder. We need a midfielder to come in. And if we don't get that midfielder in, I'm 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 hugely concerned about about, about our prospects this season. So the, between now and the Spurs game, we have to get at least one player in. Yeah, David Ornstein. Um, a lot of people tend to get excited about updates when it comes from a David Ornstein. When sometimes he's offering just just offering opinion as well, rather than. I mean, we know he knows a lot of stuff when it comes to Arsenal. But one of the things he said. And again, it was, I think he was saying maybe rather than I think this is happening. But he did say that Arsenal are in talks with Jao Felix. But what he said is he wonders whether Arsenal might just turn their attention to getting that done so it takes the pressure off the Mudrick thing. And I think that would be a really clever approach from Arsenal just to go, all right, Shakhtar are being really difficult with the price tag. We've offered more than a fair price. I'm not worried about this Chelsea thing because he's made it very clear he wants to come to Arsenal. Um, park negotiations for just a week or two. Try get Jao Felix in the door because Simeone's already apparently really frustrated at the fact that that future is not sorted. He wasn't on the bench from the other day, apparently. Yeah. So it's there to be done. If you want to go get it done, get it done. Try negotiate that loan fee down. Bring him in and then you can deal with Mudrik and then it doesn't feel as stressful. You know, mm-hmm. the whole Mudrik mm-hmm. side. Yeah, one or the other, if not both, to be honest with you. We've talked about them many times and I think we all will take both of them. Um, And we have got a bit of time to get it done now, so hopefully we do. Prediction table, back up. Yep, let's get it up. Oxford away, Monday. Jordan, you're in good spirits. Do you want to start the predictions off this week or something? Yeah. It, oh, that's very kind of you, Turkish. Very, you, very kind of you. But I want to make you feel like you're top. So. No, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Lee wouldn't do that, but I, I, I appreciate you. Um, we're home, right? So now we all know who, what score to work. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. on, you can't change the rules because he's got one right. You know what I mean? Like Turkish one, looking at seeing whatever people are going to say and all that. Like, you know? Lee, it's probably my first and last one. Give me a break, all right? Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go after. Don't worry, Lee. We'll allow it. Are you going to copy Jordan's prediction? No, we allow it. Like, there you go. Too kind, you lot. I tell you, too kind. Um, are we, we're home, right? We're no. away. No, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll give up with him. I really do. I really do. I really, just, really get, do. Like. Just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Can we get out of here? Celebrates the draw for a match he didn't watch when he actually yeah, Don't watch games and don't even um, know if we're home or away. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's on the pod going, what a point St. James's Park. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> Fifty-two thousand Geordies. That was a great game up north there. That, that, that's, that's James's part there, James. That was a great game. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go two new Arsenal. Two new. Two new Arsenal. <laughs> oh, you got a chance to change it up now. As <laughs> uh, so Jordan's gone two nil. I'm going. Three morning sessions. Three nil. Three nil. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in a row. Ever since I've gone top, I've all the least predictions. I was going to go three nil. Dan, over to you, Lee. I'll go three nil. I'll, still, I'll stick with that. Three nil. Three nil, James. All right. Three one. Three one. Okay. What was yours, Jordan? Two nil. Me and Lee. Two nil. <laughs> And James has gone three one. Was you going to say three nil, James, and just change it up, or I was going to say two, then I was going to say three. <laughs> so then I'm fine. <laughs> change every, it up twice. With every prediction, I added a goal. <laughs> All right, cool. Just for the Spotify and audio platform listeners, twenty-four games have been played, twenty-four predictions have been made. I am still top on 22 points. Lee is in second, 21 points. And enjoying third, James and Jordan on okay. 19 points. There you go. There you go. From the man himself. I think he deserves it. He's waited a long time for this moment, so I think he deserves it. <laughs> he was so far off a fucking correct score. No one else getting it right. Still putting just third. But yeah, 
We'll move, we'll move. Jordan, we'll dig up. Lee, love as always. Oh, hang on, comments, 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 comments. Yes, comments. Yeah, I nearly forgot. No, I you nearly forgot. You did forget once. <laughs> yeah. You forgot. You know what I mean? You didn't nearly. You forgot. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get the comments on to me, but I think I'm safe this week considering Jordan's... I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know what to call it. Listen, why would they come for me? I, I don't understand why they'd be so mean. I didn't want a nil-nil. But my intelligence and my act, my analysis and my foresight knew that it would be a nil-nil. This is a game I want to win. Yes. <laughs> I I'm... just don't have any words. I no, don't no. have any words. Let me go he first. He thought we'd lose. He thought we'd lose. <laughs> and he's celebrating a point. Oh, no, he changed it. He changed it because you, you, you actually said it. He said, I think we're going to lose this game. You went, you what? And you went, yeah, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Like, you know, <laughs> look it back. Your fault, fact, James. You should have let him go. The, the facts of the facts. The he said he saw the handball claim and his heart sank. I mean, yeah. if that... <laughs> <laughs> he's in it for himself. He's there going, ref, close proximity, ref. <laughs> yeah. It's never Can't a pen. <laughs> it's outrageous. No one day's upset about <laughs> line antics. At that yeah. point there, James, it was a win-win for me. <laughs> it was a win either way. <laughs> uh, anyway. Everyone got their commentary. Let me go first. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah, go for it. Shoot. All right. Audrey says, Jordan's initials being JJB. Explains oh, a lot why that shop shut down. <laughs> <laughs> they went bankrupt. <laughs> and he goes on to say, love the pod, guys. Keep it up. I'm here again after the Newcastle game. I apologise, Jordan. I wasn't familiar with your game. Come on. What's, what's his name? What's his name, Turkish? What's Arj his name? Arjvi. Arjvi, my G. Yeah? Come on. <laughs> Team JJB. Even if you are bankrupt. Big up yourself, man. Big up yourself. Go on, who's next? Conley. Uh, Mark Zamora I've gone for. Good on, Mark. James Smile <laughs> is getting smaller and smaller every time Lee judges Jeb. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I thought you two kissed and made up. Well, no, we're all right now. We're all right now. <laughs> We had a little no. hug on, on, on the set the other day and he said, Oh, don't hug me. <laughs> yeah, he tried to he tried to cuddle me and, and say, you know, we're friends and I just wasn't having it. Um your hands up. Gosh. Um, um I've got two Oh sorry, John. Sorry, that was so sorry. Sorry, two quickies. Um, I mean uh, James, don't upset him. <laughs> uh Gunner Down Under, he he wrote in, he wrote in, he commented in. Great show again, lads. Watching from New Zealand, where it's been, where it's beer o'clock um, on a sunny summer morning, I think it said. I've written it down here. Keep up the outstanding content and dare to believe. So big up yourself, uh, Gunner Down Under. And the other one was, will James pay first or will Jordan get a prediction right? So what day did you pay, James? Um, a bit, do you want me to actually check? I'm going to do this properly. So there's no, there's no lying. So Arsenal, the game finished at 10 p.m. on the third, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it was before because Lee told me before starting eleven. He said, "I've seen you pay." Bastard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Before the game. <sighs> Bollocks. Okay. Yeah. Knock knock. Ain't no knock knock no more. <laughs> that was touch and go. That. That was close. That was close. That was close. Um, V2 Kaj asks, James can probably confirm this. I'm not sure how I could, but thank you. Has Mudrick really watched more Arsenal games than Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably has. To be he fair, has. he probably has. Um, can, we, can we just kind of comment briefly on that as well? Because whilst I think it's great that he's clearly wants to come to the club, it's a little bit of um, like, you know, Pull your knickers up, mate. Like, come on, mate. There's, 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 there's come and get me. And then there's, it's a family show. I'm trying to keep it clean here. But there's like, come on, mate. I have a little bit of respect for yourself. It's getting a, it's getting a little bit desperate. Do you know what I mean? A little bit embarrassing. Just, you know. We get I'm it. just, just handing a transfer request. But I'm, just yeah. player, I'm just enjoying that a, a good player wants to come to Arsenal again. Exactly. Turkish, I love it. But there's a, there's a, there's a whiff of desperation happening there. It's like, bro, 
just it will happen. It will happen. The thing about it is, yeah, I don't, I don't see. You're right. If you just take his antics and you just look at that in isolation, you could say desperation. But when you look at the quality of player he is, there, there has been a couple clubs linked here and there. None like Arsenal. He, he's, I think, even without Arsenal's interest, he was definitely due a move in the next six months, whether it's January or the summer. Mm. I don't. He's, I don't think he's even in that desperation mode either, because he's got he's got options. He, he's a quality young player that that can be attained for a price that many clubs. What, what but that makes it worse. <laughs> what You're in demand. Maybe he really loves us. Maybe he really wants to. <laughs> us. I, I think. I think. I think. Actually, jokes aside, I think he might. It might be very, very clever from his side because with now Chelsea entering the race, Shakhtar want a bidding war, blah blah. All of that is completely nullified and pointless if. Ultimately, everyone knows Mudrik wants to join Arsenal. So Chelsea can come in and go, oh, you want 70 million? We'll give you 120, which seems to be their, you know, Todd Bowley's go-to tactic. Um, but if ultimately, Shakhtar can accept every Chelsea bid they want or do whatever. If he's if he is sat there going, but I want the Arsenal move, then Arsenal can just not worry about any of that. If it's, I want to move to the Premier League, that makes it difficult for Arsenal with the bidding war and all that. I never believe... <laughs> I never believed the Chelsea stuff, but then when I saw Pulisic and Sterling come off in the first half against City, I thought to myself, well, if I didn't believe it's true before, it might become true after that. Because it doesn't change what Mudrik wants, though. It no, no it, 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 it doesn't, James. But whilst what you're saying is true, money talks. And I'm yeah. sorry, if, if Chelsea offer £40, £50 million pounds more and they're going to offer forty, fifty grand more in a contract... He may want to come to Arsenal, but if you can get a contract that's offering you 40 grand more, 50 grand more, mm, that may sway me. <laughs> that might sway me. So I think I think that deal happens if Arsenal say to him, listen, we're not paying it. We're not paying it. So he'll either go, cool, I want my move now, or he'll wait till the summer and see what's what then. Uh, that's the only situation in which I, I could see him going to Chelsea. It's when Arsenal decide that the deal's done. We'll see. We'll be here twice yeah. a week, every week. And um, we'll be back after the Oxford game, people, and for a big, big North London derby preview. Not sure when we're doing it. I guess maybe Wednesday, Thursday next week. But make sure you subscribe, notification bell on, and you'll see it come out um, as soon as. <laughs> Hope you guys have enjoyed this one. Hit the like button. Let's get it up to a 1,000 people. Leave your comments or comment of the day. Next episode, big up Jordan, James, and Lee. <laughs> usual this has been the forever arsenal podcast i think we're on about episode 38 we keep, winner we keep it moving the winner apparently in fourth place <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's joint third it's joint third baby yeah. <laughs> uh, wins and losses love for the love he loves, people he loves a joint he loves a joint bit though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're at peace sports social podcast network